And I would like to, to again touch again the story behind joining TRI. I'm curious what was the reaction of your stepmother and father about joining TRI and that, that story. What the reaction about it? Did they like it? Did they feel happy about it? What the reactions we had? Um, it was, you know, the, no one's ever asked me this question before. This is a, a neat one because I, I told my father that I was going to work at, at TRI and he was really excited because he's a car guy. He's like, oh, cars, you know, you're working on cars. I'm like, well, kind of, you know, we work on autonomous cars. He's like, cars that drive themselves. I'm like, yes. He's like, hmm, that's weird. I don't know if I'm up for that. And then I talked to him a little bit about the Guardian technology that we're working on. And he was very excited about that because, you know, he's like making it safer for me to drive as I age is important because, you know, if his vision is slightly bad or if his reaction times slow down, our Guardian product, um, which is really where the, the car takes over if a human can't handle the driving condition, He's like, yeah. oh, that's really cool. I was like, yeah, isn't that great? So like, you know, me, I have bad night vision. Like the car could help me. And he's like, this, this is wonderful. And then I talked to him about robotics. And we were actually in the middle of debating whether or not they wanted to have a caregiver come into the home to help them because my stepmother couldn't get in and out of the shower. My dad couldn't really lift her up. And we're like, and he's like, well, you know, she doesn't want someone to come into the house and help her get in and out of the shower. She doesn't want a stranger helping her. She only wants me doing it and I can't lift her up. I was like, well, that's exactly what we're trying to figure out at TRI is, you know, could there be a robot that could help you like help her in and out of the shower where you don't have to have a stranger in the home or where you're not risking slipping and falling yourself. Um, And then we were talking about things like his arthritis in his hands. And I'm like, so right now, you know, you chop all the vegetables and things like that. What if there was a robot that could help you do that um, and be in your home to help you empty the dishwasher or pick up things off the floor that you can't reach Um, and, you know, trying to build that future vision for him when we were talking about it. And he's like, then, you know, that's all really great. When's it going to come? And, you know, I think that that's the the thing now is it's probably not going to happen in time for my dad. Um, but maybe it'll happen in time for me and you and others in the generations to come. And I think he, he sees that as a very inspirational um, vision for me as, as, a, as a person and as his daughter. That's great. I think maybe here's an argument. I think this is related to the question about how we would define robotics and AI from a perspective as a lawyer. But the debate is, or maybe the argument is, how we can make this connection? Because for me, I, I'm really conservative and I don't want to have a stranger if I get older to help me. Uh, and it needs trust and emotion and this connection. So do you think robots, have a, when we're aging, and you need this human connection part, do you think robots when they can, can really do this part? We're just challenging. It's, it's really it's sensitive how we can make the connection with a machine. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we've got an investment. So I'm on the investment committee of Toyota AI Ventures. And we've invested in a company called Intuition Robotics. And they have a robot called Eliq that's really meant to be a companion for the elderly in the home. And it has... And what they're trying to do is give it a bit of personality um, to make it more acceptable um, to the elderly. So the people actually talk to it and they've been doing a lot of user studies on, you know, how do you actually encourage the elderly so they don't feel so lonely when they're by themselves to actually talk to this robot and it moves its head and it has blinky lights and all. And it's not really a head. It's kind of a thing on a post for lack of a better term that sits on your table um, but it's interesting to see the, the reactions that they get from it because you do want to call it by its name. And I think there's a, a, a tie between, um, you know, how do you create a robot that's physically a, 
appealing to the elderly so it doesn't seem so foreign, but I don't think it looking like a person works for them. Like my dad would be like, I don't want like a weird robot that's trying to act like a person in my house, but maybe if it was a one that's shaped like a dog or a cat or something like that, I don't know, but it's like really trying to find that human connection um, as we're trying to figure out how to build a connection with a, a, a community such as the elderly or people who are aging right now who aren't, haven't been exposed to robots other than in movies. Um, how do you build that connection? And I think there's a lot to be done from a UX perspective or user study perspective with the elderly today. And our UX team at TRI is actually spending time um, bringing the elderly in to like help understand what their problems are. And, you know, how would you respond to a robot that looked like this or that has this functionality? How would you use it? And, and we've done some neat studies where we, our team has actually said, well, okay, here's this robot. Like, what, what do you want to do if you wanted to help you pick something up? And the, the people would be like, oh, well, I would just tell it to do that. And so it's all about like understanding how will the elderly actually respond to these robots in the right way and building the right user studies around it to help them get comfortable with the use cases around it and having them in their home generally. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So for the definition, are you a fan of definition for robotics? Uh, from your expertise, just uh, as a lawyer in autistic companies, and especially TRI now, do you think you're a fan of definition that you have to define a robot in a certain way? Or do you think it doesn't make sense to you? I don't think we should. I've, I'm, I've learned a lot while working at TRI about robots. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not a technical person, um, but I think I really need to understand what's going on. And, you know, I never really thought of robots in the ceiling and you know you don't think about robots in your car or even your car being a robot but an autonomous vehicle is just a giant robot um, you know think about your Roomba vacuum cleaner is that a robot yeah really it is so I don't think it, it makes sense to try and put a specific definition around them because before TRI I would have said well a robot is like that thing on um what's a danger will robinson show um lost in space like to me that was a robot before or it was c3po um but i think we need to like rethink how we educate the world about what robots really are um and how they can help us 